you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Rachel Dratch is our guest today. Finally, right? Rachel's a Second City alum, an alum of Saturday Night Live, like I gotta tell you that, one of the funniest folks to show up on 30 Rock. She's the author of uh, the book, A Girl Walks Into a Bar. She's a two-time Joseph Jefferson Award winner. She was Wanda Joe on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and was in the Awesomes. Awesome is right. We chatted at a street side wine bar in Manhattan. There's gonna be some, uh, well, how, how can I say, urban sounds there. Uh, don't worry, no one got shot. Uh, enjoy the ambiance, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Because you reach a certain echelon, I think financially, where you go, let's, what you, what you perceive, what one perceives as, you know, we're just gonna go on vacation. Right. And we're gonna go to a hotel, cute little place. Right. And you go, okay, great. And then later on you find out, 9.50 a night. Right, right. Mm-mm. It's movie star style. Movie star style? Yeah. Movie star style. I don't know that I want to be a movie star style. No? Like the, like, because I was thinking about you walking here, walking, and just like, just oh, yeah, you yeah, bumping yeah. into you going, you get to be who you get to be. <laughs> I also happen to be carrying my, um, Eli, when we walked out of the movie theater, asked for one of those giant slurpy things and uh-huh. I'm so bad at saying no so I was like okay I know this is really bad for you but so I was walking on the street with a giant slurpy mm-hmm. when you saw me anyway okay and what that's not okay it's all okay <laughs> it's all okay um I never did the slurpy thing that was never a part of me my growing I've up I've never bought one in my life I've never bought one in my life except for today did you try it yeah it wasn't bad Dude, that's how they get you. The next thing you know, you got a fucking... How big was it? It was, like, it was at the movies, so it was giant. Oh. The smallest size was a gigantic tumbler. Do you see a lot of movies? No, only kid movies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never go to the movies anymore. Do you go to a lot of movies? No, we don't go to a lot of movies. You know why? I like being at home. Yeah. I well, love being also, at home. even before I had a kid, I was always the person, like, there's a, I'm the person who hasn't seen all the classic movies, and it gets people so mad when they find out. Which one? Like, there's so many all right, movies let me, I'll name I one. Seen. I'll name one. Okay. Okay. Um, Maltese Falcon. No. You never saw? No. Okay. Um, Wizard of Oz. Of course, I've seen Don't it. of course me. Really? Has that? I want, Nia told me she didn't see Wizard of Oz. What? When she was in Second City, she had yet to see Wizard of Oz. No. Yeah. Okay, that's... Right? That's extreme. That's extreme. Although uh, there's some I haven't seen that people would maybe find equally. I don't know. Um, okay. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, I feel so good. I'm really getting a lot of these. Laura's checkers. never seen that. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Another one. Um, uh, uh, oh, Citizen Kane. I've seen that, but mm-hmm. it's for like a film class. But I'm even talking things, not even like old, old ones. Like even ones that everyone we know has seen. Like classic comedies. Um, there's one in particular. Stripes. I've seen Stripes. There's one in particular that people do backflips that I haven't seen. Do I dare admit it? Yeah, yeah, I admit it. Caddyshack. I've never seen Caddyshack. Want to tell you about Everyone that? Gets really mad about Caddyshack. I'm just going to tell you. What? Just you. This is all yeah. I'm telling you. I don't care for that Okay. <laughs> you don't much care for it? I don't much care for it. Well, I don't much care for it. I, it's one of those things I feel like I should just see so I can like check it off the comedy you know, your must When use. are you going to do that, Rachel? I, I mean, really, know. when are you going to do I'm that? I guess I'm not. I guess it's not going to happen. No, like a lot of things where you go, you know what, I'm going to put that on the list, but yeah. you haven't done it. I know, Because right. you don't fucking want to do I it. I guess you're right. But there's a lot of movies, like, I haven't seen, um, I've never seen Jaws. That <gasps> always stunts me. That's a good one. But um, but have you not seen Jaws because you're, you're scared well, of it? When I was little, I was like, okay, I've not seen Jaws. And then later, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be scared of going in the water. Although, I'm sure I could handle it now, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I usually just movie. like to see comedies because I don't like to add extra anxiety into my head. <laughs> so I don't like <laughs> I don't like sad like I don't see any war movies. So, so you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan? I haven't seen any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, just like as a favor to myself and my mental health, I don't see war movies. And then I also like now that's spread out, so I don't even make myself go see all those Oscar movies that you should see. Oh fuck! Like fuck those I don't want to. Like I'm, I'm not going to see The Revenant. I don't know. I'm oh sure. Oh my God, The Revenant. Great, but um, no, it's just not my cup of tea. Oh, speaking speaking of, of which, oh my God, 
A cup of tea just arrived. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Could I get okay. a little more of some of these? Yeah, sure. I really am going to just That's chow so down. Okay. That is so crazy. Um, so, I'm... Wow, look at this. You've never seen one of those before? I guess I have, but I never ordered tea. I never ordered tea either. So this is one of those where it's just Do raw it into a oh steeper. I think you want to save it for a this few minutes. So cool. There's also another one, Rachel, it's like a, it's where a cup full of twigs. Yes. There's a. There's, oh, you I get see, a, Yeah, I've seen those. The loose leaf. No, not the oh, loose no, no, leaf. No, no. It's like a little bulb of flour, oh. and you put it in the hot water, and you watch it just. And it's a bulb oh. of flour tea, and you just watch it go. And then when you're done flying, you have. You oh, have I haven't tea. seen that. You okay. have tea. All right. You, you have tea. tea. You, you have tea. tea. You have tea. And I have to yeah. see the big short. I haven't seen the big uh, short yet, and it's Adam's movie. Can you believe that? he just that? won the freaking Oscar. <coughs> he won the Oscar. Yeah. We had a friend who won the I know. Oscar. I know. And um, that is definitely like the next must-see for me. Can you believe that we know people who won an Oscar? No. Especially for writing. I mean, that... I don't know. For some writing. reason. Like... I don't know. I guess it's it's just really hard to win an Oscar no matter what you're trying to do there. But, oh, but even but nominated for yeah, like, like I know. nominated for an Oscar. And I love it because like, I mean, if I may go back to this whole second city of it all, but how when we did that show Pinata Full of Bees and Adam was like such a driving force behind that whole thing, and he had scenes about corporate greed and action in the media. He, like he had all this stuff packed into these scenes, and I'm like, I just thought we were here to put on funny wigs. Like I just was. I was like, <laughs> grabbing onto them for the ride, but um, then here he is, like taking that same thing that was always with him. So I think that's so cool that um, I don't know someone's carrying an interest way back then. And it's they, also the they people... blow it up to a national level. That's so cool. Yeah. Yes, and it's everybody that you know as they grow older, they become more of who it is do that I they are. Do I have to do something to this? With no, you just okay, okay. pour it. Okay. You just pour it. Yes. Um, so as you get older, you you as you get older, as we. If we're allowed <coughs> to continue to be artistic, we become more of who it is that we are. I believe that Carell has, and I've mentioned this before, Carell has always wanted to be a movie star. Oh, I Don't you think? It. Well, you knew, like, I, was, I wasn't in the cast with him. I was below you guys, so I only knew him as when I was in tour coast. I didn't know him, know him. But to watch him on stage. Him, I just knew him as super talented, but... Right. Um, he's not regular talented. He's, he's super, super talented. talented. I'm not um, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, continue. And Colbert. Yeah. I mentioned this a lot on the podcast. Colbert always wanted to be Colbert. Uh -huh. That's what he wanted to be wow. when he grew up. Uh -huh. Don't you think? I mean, looking at it now again, I know you're. In, but you also saw him evolve at Second City too. So I always felt that everyone that we know has become even Jackie Hoffman. Like everyone that we know has become more of who it is that That's they true. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they yeah. go on, and then you get like Nia. Uh, Nia Rodellis, and you look at Nia, and Nia has, oh, I always felt like Nia always wanted to be a force. She always wanted to be a force, and now she's a fucking force. Uh-huh. And Adam mm -hmm. is, you know, Adam was the most political person I yeah. ever saw on stage. Yeah. Agreed. And it was a joy to watch him. And I think a lot of people went, uh, you know, whatever. And even Ali, you know, look at Ali Farnakian. Ali, again, somebody having an idea and somebody and you look at that person you go you're different you're different but I think that second city har uh, uh, harvested people who were different but who still uh, got the gist of what it was that had to yeah. happen and they and, and they they helped them grow they helped them grow I just love it I'm so proud of where we are of what we did you know aren't you yeah, I feel like I'm so conscious that I'm on the radio and I can't just answer you with a, a facial expression of agreement. Not the radio, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, the podcast. Yeah. The old time radio. The old time radio. <laughs> a lot of people listen to it on the radio. Um, uh, and especially, I got to mention this in my conversation with Jackie, that there's a guy who's writing a, uh, writing a book yeah. about the Second City process. Like, and he mentions the time that we were at Second City, because I'm putting you in that too, so fuck you. Um, the time that we were at Second City, he mentions that. He sees that as the golden time. See, I see it as the golden time because I moved there, and then we were all like 23 years old, and then everyone turned out to be this, like you said, a force. Like, when I would look around on stage and look at who I got to perform with every night. Right. Whether it was an improv Olympic or main stage, whatever. Like, when I look... I mean, I appreciated them then, too. It wasn't like I was 
like I knew I was on stage with super talented people, but but then now looking back, like people have actually gone on to do amazing things beyond, you know, a stage in Chicago, and um, yeah, like the the dazzling array of talent that we were surrounded by, and I don't know if it, you know, if that was the golden years and if it stayed like that or not. Like when I'd go back, I could I couldn't really get a sense of when you go back. Like oh, when I go back after I was done there. It was hard to get a sense of, like, then you don't know anyone. Like, you've graduated high school. So then you don't know, like, oh, this person's so... Like... Do you... Have you watched any of the shows since you've been back? Not a lot. I mean, a few times. But even that was a long time ago. I just don't go back. Like, it's so weird because when we lived there, we knew this whole community, and now nobody's there anymore. It's right. Like, I mean, there's a few people. But, um... No, for nobody's For the most there part, anymore. everybody left. So I don't... I don't go back to, you know, visit... Because no one I... I mean, I know like two. Do you people ever go back to Chicago at all? Only I don't just go there for the heck of it, really. No. I just go if I have a gig or something. Mm. When was the last time you were there? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe like a year and a half ago or something. Uh huh. Do you go? Back? Oh, you're from. My family's there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. But my family's there. I do but it's love not... it though. Like I love the city so much. I don't. I don't. When I go there, I don't usually go to Second City. No, I mean I don't either. I went there. When I went to visit Kelly because there was a fire, mm-hmm. and he's in the Tribune building now, which is crazy beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, that's a lot. Thank you. Um, which is crazy beautiful. Where, where they where they are, they're on like the twenty third floor of the, the Tribune building uh-huh. because the office is burned down, mm-hmm. and they're re- they're going to be gone for a year and a half over wow. there. So to go to Chicago, to go to right. the Tribune building, and there's Kelly, and shit's changing. I mean. It's really the politics. Is, the politics going on over there is changing too. But go, talking about the golden age, I believe that it was the golden age. I believe that when 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 you were talking about being on stage and looking around and saying, "This is pretty amazing," mm-hmm. now, and to think about the people that came from there, mm-hmm. that continue to come from there, I love it. I love it. And you must. I mean. I, I just talked to Melanie Hutzel too, uh, who for, who grew up in Chicago, did the SNL thing, and now is in the in, in the world as a real person. She's been that way for a really long yeah. time, and to look at where she is, she just she's such a buoyant. It it's right now. It's really an amazing time too for the people that we know and the shows that people are on and the work that people are doing. Do you ever watch? Do you watch Transparent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on it. Do you remember her? Being I didn't on see it? her on. No, I she mean, was on it this last season. Okay, I didn't see the last season. Oh my god, it's so great. I know now. I've been TV shamed too. What's that? I'm sh- I'm TV shaming myself because I love that show. TV sham. No, TV shaming myself because I love Transparent, but I haven't watched last. Season. What do you mean TV shaming yourself? Because I've like I'm not, I'm the pro- I'm, in addition to my movie lack of viewing, I'm also the person that's never watching all these shows everyone's talking about like. So um, what do you so to look at that? I go obviously you're doing something uh, that you would rather do than that. Well, I guess I mean that's a good question. Um, I watch a lot of bad TV, and then I also mm. then also though I think my reason is okay. So I have a child now, right? So then I by the time I put him in bed and everything, then I don't feel like oh I want to really get invested in some show right now. I just want to watch like ladies fighting on the Real Housewives. I mean, that's not, I'm not proud of that, but that's just where my head is when it's like 10.30 and it's like the end of the day. I just want to watch some Andy Cohen <laughs> and not like Breaking right. Bad. I know that's not even on anymore. But um, anyway, yeah. But that's a show that I, I, I think about when I was in, when I was watching TV, which I don't really watch that much anymore because I go away so much. I was watching shows where it was um, essentially nature shows where large animals are eating smaller animals. Really? Oh, yeah. And the reason I was oh, watching that, that was stressed. at that time. Yeah. Well, at that time, oh. I was not getting a lot of auditions. So I was looking at the shows that I know I would never oh, have to audition for. And go, I would never be the larger animal or the smaller animal. I'll watch this entertainment. Instead oh. of going, really? Norm mm. got that part? Norm? Fucking That's Norm? So funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's not why I don't watch, but um, I don't know. But then, like, if I'm ever on a show and someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I just don't say, like, I'm like, it doesn't bother me if someone doesn't watch my show. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 no. So, therefore, I hope it goes the other way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, 
I watched uh, somebody has a show, has a podcast called somebody Keiko Agena, uh, who is on Gilmore Girls. She's a former student of mine, and she has a podcast called Drunk Monk. Okay. And here's the point. She has you come over. Yeah. To this, to a friend of hers house named Will. Yeah. And they tape you. They tape you. While you're watching an episode of Monk. No way. And you drink a bottle of wine. And so you're drunk and then you talk about it later. Wow, that's very specific. So, talk about specific. The one episode she chose. I was on it? You were on it. That your brother fucking wrote. Yeah. Dan wrote that episode, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dan wrote the episode and it was you. And I'm going, it's fucking drag. And that was just a coincidence? That was your episode? I have no idea. And not only that. Larry Hankin was on that show too. Oh yes, I know who that is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Larry Hankin's on that show too. Yeah. Did you not watch that episode? No, I did, but it was so long ago. I know it was really long. Yeah, ago. It was like... I'm, that was my first time I ever watched yeah. Monk, and maybe the last time. <laughs> no offense. Um, Rose was Rose Abdu on Monk as well. I think she was. I think she played. She played his. No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I, I just don't know. Okay, okay. But I, I never watched those shows. But to watch that show, drunk. And then to, wow. you know, there's... Mm-hmm. There's trash. It's Sometimes it's hard for me to watch those shows because I feel like, oh, that would never happen. Oh, okay. Or people don't talk that way. Oh. I don't have any, I don't have any protestable um, issues about TV dramas or whatever. I just, I don't know. I don't watch them. The episodics. Low attention span. Oh, my God, I have the same one. You do? Mm-hmm. There was a show, I mentioned it before, called Castle. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. I'm gonna tell you the episode of Castle. Every episode of Castle. Something happens. Mm-hmm. People can chime in while I'm saying this because they've heard it so many times. Something oh. happens. These two people investigate something happening. Yeah. They talk to a bunch of people asking them if they know who did this. Yeah. They all go no. Yeah. And then it's the, the time for halfway through the episode. Yeah. And then they talk to one person who says, I don't know who did it. And then they push him and they go, okay, I know who did it. And then they go hunting that guy. They find the guy who did it. At first he says, I didn't do it. Then they push him a little more. They go, okay, I did it. And then they solve the crime. That's the entire motherfucking episode. Every, every episode. It's the procedurals. Right. You know? Then maybe there's a little gun play. Of people like running across the street holding guns in the air. Freeze. I said freeze. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That kind of crap. Yeah. Have you done gun play? Um, no. I, was, I just did this episode of this show called Unforgettable. About, it's one of these types of shows with the, like the woman who has a crazy memory. Mm-hmm. It's based on Mary Lou Henner, actually. Oh! So I who was the only be- person I ever saw on... The on Letterman, I went to see Letterman live, oh, yeah. and Mary Lou Henner was oh, on it. Oh. And Mary Lou Henner, I know yeah. this, was, she can remember every yes. day to yeah. everything I that know. happened every day. I know. So then this show is kind of based on that kind of brain, like the the lead detective. Is she have a, anything to do with it? Yeah, she's one of the. I think it just got canceled, but she's she's one of the producers or mm-hmm. whatever. But I was in that, and like there was a gun battle going on around me, but I didn't I didn't fire. A gun. Did you have to duck under a yeah, desk? Yeah, I had to duck. Uh huh. And be shepherded into a squad car. And did you have to like do it with your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that whole yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was here I in New York? It was here in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my acting wasn't very good, but um, because I think if I was really in that situation, <laughs> I was just doing it very like, I'm an actor running away from no real danger. <laughs> um, but I was playing a comedic person, so I kind um, of do let you it get a lot of reality. Do, have you done any non-comedic straight things like that um a few times but it's never really feels super comfortable for me so i like the few times i venture out into it i'm like why am i doing this like i should just stick to the comedy thing did you ever think that this is this is what you wanted to do and not saying that in a pejorative way like like the idea did you always want to do comedy or did you also think i'll branch out into drama um i think that was kind of squelched very early on by myself Mm -hmm. like both in, I don't know, like, you know, high school, and it's more of a hobby, and you're just kind of into it, and then you take acting class, or whatever it is, and, and I just always felt more comfortable, like, I think, I, I began to realize, like, with comedy, I felt like, oh, I can do this, I could find these laughs, and I could be, like, the best one at this scene, and the other stuff, I could be, you know, the worst one, and that's it, like, like, having to 
I don't know, having to really emote and, you know, get really upset on stage. What did you get a degree in in college? Um, drama and psychology. Drama and psychology. Yeah. Did yeah. you get a bachelor's of science? Uh, BA, Bachelor of Arts. Where did you go? I know I should know I went this. to Dartmouth. That's right. And um, then, But then I, I didn't love college at the beginning, so I ended up, do, they have a lot of off-campus programs, so I ended up doing a couple of drama programs, like off-campus, um, like Eugene O'Neill Center. I was about to ask, like, the, yeah. like those kind of So places. I did that, so that was really fun, because that was all you were doing was theater, and you had to do even stuff you weren't into, like set design and you know I'm in, in a college like introductory level but you you had to like try to write a play and set and costumes and directing all these things that I wasn't particularly into but and then you had to do dance and you know well vocal helps but um, but it was it was so great because it was almost like living the fame school in one semester do you think any of that helped you yeah it was actually well what it really helped me was um, that's where I really realized wait everyone here seems to want to be an actor professionally I still hadn't you know admitted that to myself it just seemed too crazy but that's where I felt like well I have this comic thing that no one else here I don't mean no one was had comedy skills but what I mean is like no one else seemed to gravitate towards it as much as I did like no one else wanted to be like the whatever class clown kind of thing and nobody wanted to be the class clown well I know it was more of like yeah I mean there were people with there were people with comedy skills for sure but for, for no one else was it their really main interest. Mm-hmm. So then I realized, like, oh, maybe this could be my niche. niche? Like, this could right. be, if, if all these people want to be actors, but they all seem more into drama or whatever. Are any of them doing that now? Do you know? Um, as far as I know, I don't really know. No one that springs to mind. No one in, see, and that's what, I think what, that's some what... people, like one guy, you know, he went off to do Broadway afterwards, and now his, his name's Kurt Deutsch, now he has this, this uh, product record, like he, it's called Shikaboom, and he, he produces all these Broadway albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still in the. But he's do not but, so not but so. He's not. So acting, he's doing right. As far as I know, mm-hmm. yeah. But he did go on to Broadway. He did right afterwards. Like he was the first one to get a job. We we're like, how does how do you do that? You know. But right. you know who else went to? Um, not my year, but I know John Krasinski did this program too, and I don't know who else. Probably a ton of other people. This is a Dharma thing. No, this is a separate, like, off-campus. It's uh-huh. its own little one-semester. Uh-huh. People from all different schools just go and... I'm sure everyone's parents are like, Rachel, why I, I fucking love working so much. I what love do you it. mean? I love working. I love somebody saying, you booked the job. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah, yeah. love working. Yeah. I love going on set mm-hmm. and somebody saying, oh, you're here. And people being so excited that you're there. Even if they're bullshitting. I'm like, you want me here? Right. It just means it's like still, yeah. It still is a is a, um, you know, whatever. I don't want to say a surprise, but it's still like a, oh, good, like yeah, I get to do this. this is oh cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I get to do this. Yeah. Right. And for me, it's still a surprise because whenever I book a job, it's sort of like I won the lottery. Like really, me? What's also really great is somebody saying, um, "What are you doing on Thursday? Can you come to set?" I'm like oh, oh. no, this is what this then, is what's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I am. I did say I'm not going to talk about a project, but I love the 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 mom and the uh, doing the the gun thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. So that came about because oh my gosh, through Twitter actually, because um. Would you describe? Would you say what what it's called? Do you remember what it's called? It's it's through everytown.org, which uh-huh. is like the Every big town. yeah, the big. Um, is that Bloomberg's? Bloomberg's thing. He's. I think every town got connected. It, I think it's a conglomerate of a mm-hmm. few. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was moms. Oh jeez, I should know this. Doesn't matter. There's a, okay. Anyway, um, but it's kind of. I think it's kind of the main, the main anti-gun violence or gun. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, I had I had tweeted some angry and baffled tweets, you know, after the latest incident, mm-hmm. and um, then I think someone from there eventually tweeted, messaged me, and said, "Would you ever be interested in doing a, um, a video?" And so that's how that came about. So when you, they asked you, "Would you ever be?" In it, did did I mean for me? I would think 
if somebody asked me that, I would say, I have to read it first, obviously. Because I, w- I don't want somebody to use me. I want to make sure that it's not... How can I say this? I want to make sure that it's not... That it gets the point across, but it isn't angry. Right. You know? Right. Well, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess I knew I had to see it and see what it was. And then the other thing is, I thought it was going to be a more general video, but it was actually about this very specific, because they're kind of going for, like, smaller laws. Because they can't just say, like, no guns I mean, ever. and they don't even want to say that, I think. But, but um, they're just going after the most ridiculous and flagrant laws. So there was this one issue about guns being allowed in places that serve alcohol. So that, that's what I mean. Like, they have to start with, like, the most no-duh um, situation. <laughs> so, anyway, then I found out, oh, it's for this very specific thing. So that mm. kind of made, like, they really know what they're doing way beyond what I do. And um, I love that. So. I mean, for me, that just totally makes so much sense. And then it was written by a couple comedy writers, and it was, you know... Did you know them? No, but, um... But, um, they, you know, I could tell that they... The guys that directed it, I could tell that they really were comedy. Like they, they went to the comedy world mm-hmm. instead of getting people from like the public safety world to try to write this video. So um, yeah, I actually got a lot of uh, positive feedback. For I that. loved it. Yeah. I loved it, and I also felt I loved it, and I also felt like oh, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah. I, it's such a tough time. I I don't. I just I'm so angry about everything right now I just feel like I'm so fucking angry about everything and I feel like we're living in a crazy fucking world where I don't understand why people are making choices that they're making I don't understand how people are living the lives that they're living when we have a choice of not to live our lives that way yeah it's it's baffling it's baffling I become extremely inarticulate about my feelings on politics and the world. And you become what you mean. Like I mean, I have all the emotions, but to um, whatever, I just like let them rant on in my head. Do you ever? Do you ever feel that you can't say that because you have an image to? Well, you know what? Like sometimes, um, like on Twitter, I do have this feeling of like, well, um, because I'm in comedy, there's a thing like. You either have to cross the line and decide you're going to be an a- use your celebrity for it to be an activist, kind of like like Patton Oswalt or Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. or Louis C.K. Like, right. And then if you're right. going to be one of those people, right? Hi. Um, what time is it? It's four four seven. I have a show tonight, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have another. One. <laughs> I'll be. Uh, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Um, if you're going to be, if you're a comedian who decides to. Jump into the fray. I feel like you need to be that kind of comedian. You have right. to be like someone with that razor sharp. Oh, here's here's the sound bite that's gonna you know. Blow that's you. Them really and that's just not me. So, mm. so um, like anytime I get really pissed off about something, like I mean, sometimes I'll try try my hand <laughs> political satire, whatever you want to call it. And the, like if I manage to make a joke out of it, that's the best way. But if I just write like what what's happening with this. Um, a lot of people will just write like wah wah Debbie Downer like I can't oh say my God, I can't say anything right. even remotely that makes me sad like if oh. I see somehow like 20,000 elephants were killed and you know this has to stop and then then I'll just get a bunch of like wah wah so no one even takes it seriously anyway oh my god so, I never thought about that <laughs> well that's a separate thing from my what yeah I but said still about the, the it's an attachment Pat Oswalt of it all like, right right but you have thank you so much um oh my <laughs> that idea of you can't say what you want to say without right. somebody connecting right. that to yeah, you. Yeah, unless I'm making a joke. But even if I make a joke, sometimes I still get not that that's such a bad thing, but it just it's, I kind of I kind of stay off of the whole. I, I try to just be light on Twitter. Because a lot of people. I'm looking at the thing about um, Andy Richter. Oh my gosh, he's so smart. Um, he's so smart. That's another person I was going to mention, because he just has. He just has such a a wit and a he's just so articulate about. This. There's also a clarity that he has. Yes, it's really clear. And he's really good at knocking down ridiculous arguments. You know, 
I think that uh, Andy, like when Andy started, really started to to knock down those ridiculous uh-huh. arguments. Um, I felt like he's a model for other people. For me, I go, he's saying it. Anybody can say yeah, it. It's yeah. not that anybody should yeah, say it, yeah. but anybody can say it. And so what is he doing? There's also, again, I go to the clarity because he's very fucking clear about what he says. Yeah. And he, and he's logical. And when you're logical, I think you can do whatever they, you want to do. He's also so funny. I mean, even when he's not going. Did you work with him at all? Um, like just here, in the, you know, I think we were in a couple of random improv groups together back mm-hmm. in the day. And, you didn't uh, do the Brady Bunch, did you? I did the Brady Bunch, but it, I was in the replacement cast, so uh-huh. we didn't really overlap. But I've just always known him as part of that, that gang of He's guys. He's another like, fucking guy where I'm so proud to know him. I'm really, really proud to know yeah. him. Um, Keegan. Michael Key. Yeah. Another guy I'm so proud to know. I don't know him as well, but I think he's so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met him and hung out with him at like the Detroit Improv Fest and stuff like that. Um, so I've, I, I admire him a lot. And um, That's, you know what? So That's funny. a really good thing. Like, I admire him. Well, I, I that's what you too. say about someone like you're not really friends with. Like, I don't know him. His number's not on my phone, but I, I admire him from afar. But of. I yeah. know him. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that his number's on oh, my yeah, phone, yeah, yeah. but I do know him. <laughs> yeah, that's and I admire him. Admire. I admire true. him. I like the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. I like the way he acts. I also like his. Um, he's one of the most ethical people I know on the planet, um, and he's very religious. I don't know if you know he that. Is? No, I oh, know. he's a born again Christian. Really? But he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. Right, right. And you also look at his art and you say, you know, I don't know that he would ever take, he would ever say, God damn. I don't know that he would right. ever say that. But no one will say fuck more than he. Really? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, who else do I admire? You know, admire. I admire Tim Kazarinsky of the people that we know. Do you know Tim? Yeah. He's another Second City person. Mm-hmm. And I feel so honored to know all those fucking people. We were just talking about Rachel Hamilton. I fucking admire her. And what I was going to say about Rachel is she's one of these people, and I can't say this enough, where she's one of these people where she has an idea and then she fucking does it. Mm-hmm. She, has a, she's, she has an idea and then she does it. Right. And that, I'm, I, I admire that. Again, going back to the word, I admire that so much where somebody says, you know what, I think I can do this, and then they do it. And it may not come out the way that she wants it done, that may not come out the way that she perceives it at the beginning, but to think she opened up, she bought a B&B in Marin. You've been there. I just saw it. You you were just there? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Oh my gosh, it's so cool, yeah. Dancy Coyote. Mm-hmm. Um, her house <coughs> in Sausalito. And did you see the space that she has, the theater space she has? I haven't seen that, no. I've, I've heard tell, but I haven't seen that. And then the work that she does at Esalen, you know, the, like she really works on herself. And I admire that in somebody. It doesn't happen. It, so look at it. The idea of what would Rachel do? WWRD. What would Hamilton do? What would Rachel do? Um, and did you have somebody, at Second City, Joe Liss was the guy that I looked to. Yeah. And what would Joe Liss oh. do? Well, I don't know about at Second City, it's hard for me to think of like I know that for a while I mean I, I guess like my present a lot of times I think what would Polar do for many reasons one is um, like she just doesn't take any shit but she does it in a way that is she, she's not like I, I can't explain it but she um, she just doesn't let people walk on her but she manages to be beloved by all you know um, and um so uh, there's a lot of times like if I'm on a set and someone's this isn't like some sort of great violation I just mean if someone's asking me to do something that I'm like oh this isn't as funny as the other way sometimes <laughs> I have to think like what would Polar do Polar would be like okay we're, we're gonna do it like this because this is way better like you know what I mean and I'm, sometimes I'm like um okay and then I do it the way that they want and I'm like I know the other way is better like, it's, <laughs> it's more of a comedy you know well I guess it's also about you know, telling people what's what. Like, if you know better, you should say so kind of thing. I love being in that position to say, because when when you get hired to do something, 
when you get hired to do something, they that what they get with you is they get the way that you can read copy, they get the way that your timing is, but I also feel that they they get your comedic sensibility. Right. And you get to use yeah. that. For the most part I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm getting better at just walking in like wait, this is well, I think it should go, but I mean, other times you want you want feedback. You're you're not sure. Then. What was it like for you to write a book? You know oh what I mean? Gosh, like that it, was like actually getting... that was really cool because, well, in a way, um, I mean, it, it's just you and the book. There's a girl no walks into a, a girl. Yeah, a girl walks into a book. Uh-huh. There's no one. Um, I thought I was gonna get a lot more sort of help and by from the editors. And who was who? Who did have edit? Was, um, it was Gotham, which mm-hmm. is a division of Penguin. Gotham no longer. Oh, you're talking exists. about publishers, not editors. Are you talking about? Well, like the, I mean, the, like when you sign on for the publisher, like mm-hmm. then you get assigned an editor, a, a, like a, hel- right. a helper. And I, I sort of thought they were going to tell me, like, okay, you know, cut this big part. We want to see more about the, like. And there was a little of that, but for the most part, it was just like you're just kind of flying blind. So in the end, I ended up having a couple friends who are writers read it. And, Help me out a little bit, but but once I realized it's this is just me and this computer here, it was kind of freeing because then you realize like okay there is no re- another thing I did is I read a lot of people's memoirs and that was really good because it shows you like whether you read one and you really like it or you really don't it's just like okay this is this person's voice this person's story so there's no really right way to do this this is just who you are and spewing it out on the page so. Mine is not going to be the same as this person, that person, that person's. But it kind of gives you the confidence to just speak in your voice and just know that that is, like, the right. And I'm doing hand quotations right now. No, that's, like, all you could do is just tell a story, like, how you would tell it to a friend sitting there. So that was kind of That's freeing. really important for me to hear, i got to tell you, because I, I, I have a book inside oh, me. Oh, yeah? And so to hear that, I've heard that in, I haven't heard it as stated in such eloquent ways, but I've heard that before. Of just sit and let yes. it pour out. Oh my out. gosh, yes. And that's the other thing. Okay, so when I was writing this, well, first of all, I wrote part of it before I had a kid, before I even knew I was going to have a kid. So the stuff that in the book is before I had a kid. The dating thing think, and those I don't of, know yeah. that later in the book I'm going to have a child. So that's kind of a funny. Like, when I wrote those, they were from the sense of like, I'm this woman in New York and where am I going, blah, blah, um, But, oh, but then when I wrote a lot of the book, like, I had a little baby and I would so instead of being able to like sit around in a coffee shop all day I had a babysitter for four hours or whatever so I had to write in four hours you know in, so but I guess what I'm trying to say is um, what helped a lot is just I mean you read this on all the writer websites or anything what helped a lot is just like sitting and writing out the story and not worrying how you're saying it at that pass just like tell it like you would tell a friend and don't worry about grammar saying it in a funnier way or whatever and then go going back and sometimes I'd go back the next day and be like I can't use any of this like this isn't good <laughs> or that other was you saying it or that was your friend saying me, it or that was me saying and did you then go I can't use any of this and show your friends who went no you no, can't no, no I show my friends like later when it was almost mm-hmm. done but um but then other times I'd look and be like oh yeah this is good I can actually use this and so um and then when it was something that I thought was good then I'd go back and and make it funnier and tell it in a better way but but I think the the hardest thing to do to yourself is to make it have to sound funny or pretty or whatever, whatever you're aspiring to it's, it's like I would say just tell the funny story and then go back because then then you just are, it's much more freed up I think I totally agree no, no what's your what's your potential is I have like a like a stories like observations or no it's more along the lines of there's a lot of thing, things that I teach and a lot of students go can you put this down? Oh. But there's also philosophies that I have oh, about life okay. where the philosophies are about improvisation yeah. but they're also about life. Okay, okay. And so I think that, that and, and this is a thing that I also look, have been putting together because I have a book. I wrote a, I wrote a book, I just haven't typed it yet. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. I wrote a book, I yeah. haven't typed it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea of, like, I've got this in me. Right. I've got a couple people who are going, really, you're not going to write the book? You haven't yeah, read the book yet? Have you fucking written the book? I know. A guy named Bob Koges in Miami and this woman named Deb Holkren in uh, in Denver who are fans and so it the thing is it's going it's going to I, I have to give myself permission to know that this book is not going to match the genre of other books. Right. And if you write to the genre, I would imagine it's more difficult 
Okay, yes, now this, okay, because I am, in theory, supposed to try to write another book. Uh-huh. And I got supposed really to. hung up. Well, because I have this lit agent, and she's like, well, let's try to do another one, and I'm up for it. But I got really hung up on the genre of it. Like, I was trying to think of, because it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be like, here's what happened to me. So I don't know what it's going to be. And after flip-flopping a lot about, like, is it a mommy book? Is it a whatever? Um we just kind of came up with the plan that to just sit down and write like if you were told okay you have to do a moth story on a Friday, mock story you know the moth a moth the, story yeah yeah if you had mm-hmm. to go do yeah. a storytelling night right, Friday night right, right, what right, do you want right. to talk about so just to sit down and try to say something I don't know I haven't started yet but um, to not worry about what the it's going to be mm-hmm. did you read um, Stephen King's book on writing no Okay, I have it, but I haven't read. Okay, because that one could be good for you, especially because you said you want to talk about improv, but it's also life. Because that's what he does. Like, very little of it is actually about writing. It's it's mostly a memoir, and then he gives some writing tips mm-hmm. along the way. But it's mm-hmm. also the writing tips are great. They really helped me. They're very simple, but that really helped me. But it, I thought of that when you were talking about because you want to write an improv book with life things thrown in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will do that. I think, like one of the most important things is to get the humanity in the book. Yes, and actually, okay. So with my book, it's funny because I just put it all out there. Like I just, just like you know what I? Okay, Jimmy Kareem. Mm-hmm. Remember his show? I'm 27. I live at home, and I. Saw I just talked books. to Gary Ruder, okay. Rudoran. Okay. That right. show made my whole brain go like, mm-hmm. because it was so confessional. Right. It was so like, in a way, like embarrassed and not. You know, like, how could he stop this? It was raw. It was so raw. And I Mm -hmm. was like, oh my God, I could never, ever do this. But I'm so, here's the word admired, but I'm so, like, in awe that someone is up there saying this stuff about themselves. And that always stuck with me. And that's the kind of stuff, like, I like, I mean, Louis C.K. getting up and saying, in his stand-up, whatever, like, these embarrassing things. And um, so when I was writing this book, I was like, I feel like I have to be really honest and tell, you know, the nitty-gritty and tell, like, you know, like, I mean, I, I felt like I had to start because I knew what, okay, I wrote all those things. You, you were vulnerable. You're the, yeah. that book was really vulnerable. And the, no, I said the first half was written before I knew it again, but the, all the But you know what, Rachel, I got to say that first, I, for me, I don't know where you consider the first half, second half, but I felt like that first half of that book, you were very fucking vulnerable about the dates and about right. like all that shit. But the thing is, okay, so a lot of the funny stories in the beginning, I didn't know I was having a baby and everything. But then mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff about showbiz and SNL and 30 Rock and everything, right. that I wrote like after the whole story. Like I right. wrote that to frame this whole thing. But um, And by the way, I had a feeling that that's how that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, you could probably tell too, like I was told, like I wrote like, then I did Second City and SNL. And they're like, we need more information about this. And I was like, but how do I write about being on SNL? Like 80 people have written about being on SNL. So I wrote like, what's it like to be? But it wasn't, you know, where the heart of it starts like partway through the book. But anyways, I felt like I had to explain like coming off SNL and then feeling like, oh, things have kind of died down like there's nothing really happening and and I said all that to set up that this thing was coming down the road almost like a movie where you start with a person like lose their job and their boyfriend and get splashed well, by a yeah, bus and, and then by, so in one of the books is like by page X in the screenplay yeah. the, the, the main the heroine needs to think you, we need to think the heroine is it, she might as well kill herself right now I didn't have that going on in terms of like well not kill herself but I didn't have the thing of like okay I need to make it like this but I just wanted to explain where my mindset was mm-hmm. you know um, to give it context yeah and, and to also, also have a contrast in as well and, and also to show like the last thing that I ever thought was going to happen to me was having this surprise baby come along like so I gotta tell like, you, just between you and me yeah. and everybody else listening to this, yeah. it was a fucking shock. Oh, it my was God. a shock. It was a shock. It was. It was a shock. And I was almost forty-four, so I really, you know, and if you're a lady, you know how the. Well, Laura like, and I have a friend who's like forty-seven. Yeah. And we're going. Oh. Oh, is she gonna tr- like? She wants to. Yeah. You know what's weird though? I mean, I know a lot of people have trouble, but I've like as since I've 
had a kid in my 40s, like, I've met so many people that have had kids in their 40s, and even, I, I know three people that naturally had a kid at 46, without any medical, mm-hmm. so, and, the, and they're healthy kids, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and you just uh-huh. hear so much, you know, I'm mean, back when I was younger, there was all this stuff, but like, once you turn 35, and like, it just puts so much fear in oh women, my God. I think, and, I mean, I know, why do you think that is, why do you think people would say I, that, I mean, I'm sure there's some medical reality to it, but, mm-hmm. but it's also, I don't think it's as bad as, we're led to believe. I don't know. Maybe just because I, I think have a lot split. of shit isn't as bad as we're led yeah, to believe, I and I think know. there's a lot of fear in that. And it, I, 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 I also wonder. I don't know this to be true. If a lot of what it is that we're that we're told, like when you're older, isn't from the in vitro fertilization lobby telling doctors. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a lot of fun. It's a huge. I mean, uh, it's it's a billion billion dollar industry that's so connected to emotion that it's easy to scare somebody into saying you yes that's true yeah like do you want a down syndrome baby that's fine you're 38 you know you go ahead and have that star from that television show what was that show the down syndrome person everyone life goes on everyone quirky all this yeah yeah Um, you go have a quirky oh man um I don't know. Did I just ruin everything? No, no, my God, no. I think I just lost my turn at Thali. <laughs> well, the idea, yeah, like for me, well, I'll go, I'll just yeah, continue yeah. what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. Um, that, that our friends who want to have a kid at 44, 45, 47, yeah. I, I look at them and I go, why? Oh, why? And, and that's their choice. Yeah. But for me, I look at those people and I go, oh, they recently got married. Oh, they just yeah. got married. They just... I think I get it though. Like I get, I, I don't know. I mean, I wish I were younger when I had my child. Why? Just cause um, not not cause of anything like oh I can't keep up with it. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Just like cause you want as much time on Earth with your kid as Got it. Wasn't. Oh, that's so, so cool. So I, I have like some you know oh I wish I were forty right now. But um, I try to just. Well, you wish you were forty right now because you'd have more energy. No, no, that, I don't mean like that. I just mean because then I'd have more time. On the planet with Got it. kid. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, that's so No, beautiful. I don't feel at all like, um, I can't play with you. Right. <laughs> like, go toss the ball to yourself. <laughs> Luckily, I don't feel that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 50 is the new 40, or the new 30. I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm 56. Yeah? And you don't look it. Oh, my God. Whatsoever. But, but, I, I think that a lot of people that we there's certain people that you can look at. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be careful about this because I really want to say this though. Where I look at a lot of our friends and I go, "You're doing okay. You look okay." Like I'll go back to Rachel Hamilton because we both know Rachel. Right. I look at Rachel and I go, Ra- "Whatever Rachel's age is, I don't really know. She looks great. She's yeah. great." Yeah. And there are certain people that I look at on Facebook who are friends from high school and grammar yeah. school, and I go and I think, "Oh my God." What the fuck happened to oh, you? Really? You're you're my age and you look like what I thought people looked like right. when when I was younger, what an excuse me, what right. an older what an old person looked like. I guess yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no good additions to that. I yeah, I don't know. I, do you do like yoga or anything like that? No, I mean I I I I've been doing treadmill stuff lately because I really like that. But my life is really about you look like fresh of face. Um, if I may say for the you. listeners. Thank you. Um, this is Dave what I, this is, is my radiating life. Radiating youth and. Thank you very much. Um, I, <laughs> my my girlfriend is thirty two. Oh wow. Yeah right. And yeah. um, so and she's like we have a very vibrant existence together, and um, and it's also. I do, and you do too. What I do with my life, I love doing with my life. That's a good point. I think, I mean, not to sound all like corny, but maybe the fact that we get to play for a living, which sounds so like Hallmark card, but um, I don't know. Maybe that adds some sort of joy. It, of but can sort. you imagine? All right, I would, I, Laura talked to me about this and said, you know, don't about say this. this. Well, she said, because I said, um, the idea of sitting at a desk every day, nine to five, has to be grueling. And she said, it all depends on the job. That's and I feel true. like that's really true. true. That's that really, true. really true. Um, right. 
And yet I also believe that if you're doing what it is that you're doing because society says you're doing what it is that you're doing, or your family says that, or you, it's a grueling fucking, whatever it's going to be, it's going to age you. And, and I look at who you are, and I would never walk up to you and go, and think, oh, what happened to Rachel? You know, you, there's a vibrancy to you. That you know, this is the person that I knew hanging out. We went to Ireland together. <gasps> That's right. Oh my god. And your mom was that, there. Yeah, my mom came. Yeah. That surprised me there. That was one of the like. I just talked to um, to Julie Larson. I just had a podcast with Julie Larson, Dude. who was on that as well. Okay, it's all good. Writer, Julie Larson. Julie Larson. Julie Larson was there. So if you think about the cast, it was. It was. It, it was, was Dan. Dan. Uh, um, Dan. Danny Breen wasn't he there? No, Danny wasn't there. It was George Went. It was I think Bernadette. Hags. Mike Haggerty. Um, Joel Murray. Right. I think Joel was there. Was Joel there? Uh, I, I only remember. went one year. Um, yeah, I only, only went, went one, one year. year I only went one year. I only went one it year. It was like in 1990. Right. Well, I re- and I just I remember your mom coming and yeah. and like like I remember that whole thing. But Michael McCarthy. Yeah, of course, because he put it together. But the idea of like you're that same person that you were then. I just there. have no recollection of who was there. Well, I don't but either. Like sometimes that. I look at things and I go, and I've said this before, where I'll look at people and I go, Did I ever make out with you? Not you, but I'll look at people and I go, How do I know them? How do I know them? But we know so many people from so many different things. Like, you know, like just in our conversation, Rutgers, Second City, SNL, where you meet people and you go, how do I know this person? Or that people know you because of SNL or whatever you've done. There's a guy, I was on Larchmont and I'm walking down the street and I see a friend of mine and I go, hey! I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And he was giving me really the fucking cold shoulder. Yeah. And going, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how have you been? I was like, I'm fine. I'm thinking, what the fucking, what a so douchebag. Cool, was it? It was the guy who was in the commercial, the Bud commercial going, hey, buddy. I didn't know him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was being cold to me because he doesn't <laughs> actually know me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my life is full of those fucking yeah. stupid fucking things saying things but there's also the stand-up there's some stand-ups there then yeah, that went with us in Ireland God, fuck I remember all I remember is are you sure Danny Breen wasn't there no I'm not sure Danny Breen wasn't there the way you say it right now I thought it was him. he was there because I had really bad food poisoning on the way home really bad and um he was on my flight with me for part oh, of it. Was he a good person to have on your flight with He was with only on like one little leg of the flight. And oh, because you were going somewhere else, weren't you? Well, I don't really remember, but I just remember I had this really bad food poisoning. My mom and I both got it. It was the worst. But anyway, so he was definitely there. Okay. <laughs> oh, the woman from um, the... the, the uh, uh, wait, hold it, hold it television show um, Craig Ferguson was on it um, oh How sitcom uh, yes you do um, Jim not Carrie Jim Carrie not Car- Carrie um, uh, a oh, woman no and what's his name I'm having a guy? yeah 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 oh I know I know the woman the, yeah the, the woman. woman from the Drew Carey show Drew Carey Kathy 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 Kinney Kathy Kinney Kathy Kinney she was she was there she was, she was there. Nice. Kathy Kinney was there. She was awesome. She was there, and that Bob, that guy Bob Cora was there. A big muscular gay guy yes! was there. Right. Yes, it's all coming right. back to me. Right. This is fascinating <laughs> for the listener. I'm sure. Oh my right? god. Yes, and it was really it was, nice. It was really really fun. It was and fun. that was that was um uh, that was and I I just when I had a, my podcast interview with, with Julie Larson, we were reminded. Are you sure she was there? Yeah, she was. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. She was there. We were in line at at a we we're at a bar and doing a morning. Um, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. We're no, it's okay. We're in a bar doing a morning radio talk show, like early in the morning, and we're all at 
a bar, and you may or may not remember this. We're all at this bar. Oh and God! They have, and they have a breakfast thing going on, yes. and then this woman uh, yes. comes up. I know what you're gonna say. And says, "What?" Bill Hartman. And was Phil killed. Hartman was killed. Yes. Right. I totally remember. And I'm that. standing next. To, right. Oh my God. Right. So I'm sitting next to Julie Larson, standing next to Julie Larson, and Julie says, "And Julie turns white." And I'm like, "It's horrible." She goes, "Yeah, it's horrible." She drove me to the airport. <gasps> And then she shows me her shoes. She goes, she bought me these shoes. It was just on my podcast. Now, let's just think about that. What the fuck is, that's fucked up. I have to go back to gun violence and that sort of thing, but it's also drugs and shit like that and all that sort of stuff too. But man, Phil Hartman. I know. Phil Hartman, where you go, why him? I know. And so many other assholes, not other assholes, so many assholes are able to live, and he's the one that goes down? It just kills kills me, so to speak. I've been shocked into silence. I know, yeah. But she was there. That's how I know she was there. okay. I'm sure if I saw, I'm so, whoever Julie Julie Larson's I don't think Julie's gonna no she's fine she's fine no it's alright it's okay it's okay Okay. Julie of all the cool people in the world she's one of those really she's just an awesome person and she would get it she might not remember that you were there okay good I hope not alright alright but that was a really long time ago and I'm I'm just I'm I'm bringing that up also to go you and I did that together and we don't remember a lot of it (laughs) that's true hmm don't remember a lot of it. There's a lot of things that, that happen where people go, oh, you remember when you and I did, no, 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 like, Oh my no. gosh, there's scenes from SNL, like, of course I remember all the, you know, the biggie things where I had, like, a significant thing, but there's a lot, of, there's some scenes that were coming up, we reminiscing about these, like, people were showing clips and stuff, and I didn't even remember the premises, like, because some people got together some old photos for, um... My birthday, and, and I didn't, I was like, what scene is this? Like, what were we even doing this? And we didn't even remember. Which is just stunning to me. Because you think you're going to remember every moment of the, like, it's, I mean, of course I have so many memories of the place. Right. And how long were you there? How long were you there? I was there seven years. Seven years. And I would think I would remember every single sketch I ever did. But. Right? It's not the case. No. I just recently digitized uh, some VCR tapes. Uh Uh-huh. And of stupid fucking stupid things. One being the real live Brady Bunch that we did oh, here in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> well, we did it in New York. At the Village Gate. At the Village Gate. Yes. And did you do that show? I did. I did it in the replacement. Oh, you must have been there I when was I was one... there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the Village Gate and going, yeah. oh, right. Jane Lynch was in that, right. Yes. Andy Richter was in that, right. Melanie Hutzel was in that, right. Susan Messing was in that, right. Tom Booker was in that, right. right. Like, look, at these fu- right. look at these fucking people that were in that. And Jill Soloway and Faith Soloway were the yeah, creators producers and it. creators of that yeah. fucking show. Jesus Christ. It's fucked up. Wait, I'm right. so sorry. Alright, that's alright. I just need to check in with my next... Check in. Thing. Next. Um, Check in. We're, we're going to leave. Okay, we're we're going to leave. We're going to leave. Okay. I'm done with you. <laughs> Have you had enough? All right. <laughs> That's an un, unfair question. Um, let's just stop there. It's the most unpro- un, unprofessional should stop. stop at a, should we stop at a, at a like more of a wrap up? All right. I've Wait, never I've never forcefully wrapped it up. Like, oh, okay. Like, okay. but here's the thing. We, get, we I could start because I've been really kind of playing with the idea of uh, I, having no idea. Uh, oh, this is the part of the program where we do the blah de blah, and you know. But I don't want to do that. But I'll do that anyway. All right, Wait, finish what do you that. Mean? Well, I mean, like every show has. I think so many shows have, and this is our. And they have music underneath us. Yeah, the part yeah, yeah. where you do the meow meow meow. I don't have that. It's usually we come up with a. But you and I are just having such a great conversation that it could be. Uh, it doesn't have to be a. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap it up this way. We'll just I'll, do, up I'll this do some way. closing music. You okay, talk cool. and I'll wait. Uh, so we've been uh, talking to Rachel Dratch uh, over here. Uh, um, this is the East Village, right? Well, it's Gramercy. Okay, Gramercy. Um, at a little uh, a wonderful wine bar in Gramercy. And we've had a great conversation. We sure have. And I, I haven't seen you in a really long time. <laughs> I haven't seen you. <laughs> 
like we're training off the instrumental. I haven't seen you in a really, really long time before this, right? I can't remember the last time I saw you. But it must have been in, in L.A., right? I think I know where it was in L.A. Where? You and I had, it's more like... You and I had a really serious conversation at Jones's. We did? At Jones. Jones, yeah. On Santa Monica. It was very serious. I think we were both both going through some hard times. Breakups and shit? Yeah. (laughs) Breakups and shit, right. Right, but look, we're in a much better place. We sure are. Let's stop there. (laughs) Boy, I loved hearing about the legacy of playing Debbie Downer. Heart follows you everywhere, folks. (laughs) <laughs> that was an awesome interview. Thank you, Rachel Dratch. Here's a list of my workshops. Yes, details at davidrozowski.com. Uh, as always, I'll be at our Hollywood drop-in when I'm in L.A. Interested in what I teach, this is the place to go. AK Studios, Wednesdays, 4 to 7. April 15th through the 17th, I'll be teaching the U Workshop in Philly at the Wilma Theater. There are literally three spots left. April 23rd, I'll be teaching a Viewpoints workshop in D.C. at the D.C. Improv. April 30th, with Kirkland Moody, I'll be co-teaching a commercial audition workshop at Zydeco Studios. May 13th through the 15th, I'll be back in Oakland at the Pan Theater for one night, two days, and a guided show with Dave Rosowski. The March date sold out, so head over to pantheater.com to book. ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Like our show? Give us some, some loving on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears.